on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Drama at Station Road. Drama at Lowfields. A mischievous prediction, 100% correct, at Kelham Road. And the hockey ladies blow an half-time lead at the Magnus. Yep, it's the weekend wrap. And this is where we find out what the managers and coaches think of their teams and their players' performances over the weekend. Newark Flow serves Darrell Price broke his leg during Saturday's match against Clipston. The works won the match 7-2 and also had leading scorer Sam Agar sent off. But all our thoughts are with Pricey as he starts the long road to recovery. Friday night's Tenants v Landlords encounter at Station Road proved entertaining at times. Physical at times. And in the end went the way of the form but with the villagers coming out on top by three goals to one. Hopefully both the managers are on tonight's show with their thoughts and opinions on the match. Stop laughing, Mr Smith. <laughs> As predicted, Matlock had more to play for than Newark and, and is often the case. The club in need rose to the occasion with a 29 points to 20 victory at Kellam Road. As also predicted, Southall got beat heavily at league leaders Melbourne. And that means the Minster men are now all but relegated. All but, not quite. On to Ockham, defeat for the ladies' ones. They was, they was actually beating High Flying University of Nottingham 1 0 at half time. But the students upped their game in the second period, netting three times without reply. The twos are hopeful of runners up spotting the not senior division and did their prospects no harm at all with a 3 0 victory at West Bridgeford. And while the men's ones continued their good form with a point against second place at Derby, the club sharing four goals in the last match of the day at the Magnus. Back to football, New York Flow Series Reserves opened a two-point gap at the top of the Not Senior League Division 2 with a 4-1 victory at Cotgrave, their seventh consecutive victory. Southport won 2-0 at Wollerton and remained fourth in the Premier Division, while Grantham lost at informed Witten Albion. And finally, the two young referees at Station Road and Lowfields this weekend took a lot of unwarranted criticism. Quite a bit of it from Mr Smith, actually. But... Compared to Lee Mason at St James Park, they should be proud of their efforts. <laughs> Apparently, rugby tackling is now accepted in the Premier League. At least the Mackham goalkeeper had the smile wiped off his face at the final whistle. Listen to the music, Mr Pickford. Yes, I mean, I'm, I, this is local tonight. We'll talk about that on Thursday, but yeah. if that was as good as Lee Mason gets, them two lads on Friday and Saturday had 10 out of 10. But I have some more breaking news. Two teams have dropped out of the not senior league second division, and floor server no longer top after their records have been amended. Oh, How can you drop out with a month to go? AF- AFC Top Valley are now back on top by a point, but Flow Surf have two games in hand, so they're still in the driving seat. Who's dropped out? Uh, Curtin Brickworks have dropped out, 
and uh, so have McDowell Amateurs Reserves, I think. I'm sorry, but if you're dropping out in the middle of March, sends a message to the league that you just got... I won't have the club in the league, full stop, they'll be out. Well, what worried me... It's disgusting. What worried me when I... Lee Mason, who I might keep mentioning. (laughs) What worried me when I heard the news was that... uh, if Saturday football starts going the way of Sunday morning football, we are in an awful situation. That's that changed. That, you had to change very quickly. You went all monosyllamic <laughs> or whatever it was. We are really in a pickle. We are in a pickle. Without right. a paddle. Just see if you can pickle your way to that telephone and see okay. if you can find our first... I think I might be better off out I there. I think you probably ought to be. Our first manager of the night, which of course is always <laughs> Damo Parkinson, and he's going to tell us about, uh, hopefully, his opinion on what happened on Friday night while I tell you what's happening the rest of the week on Radio Newark Sport. Not a lot tomorrow night because we're not here. Tony and I are having the night off to go and watch a football match. It's Flow Serves Cup semi-final at Renov, um against Radford. So um, the wonderful Stuart Preston is uh, doing an hour an hour shift longer. Wednesday, uh, we talked to Nina Bradley, who got um, beat, but ran it very close on Friday night. And we catch up with Adam Holland, who is going to run between Land's End and John O'Groats. And then he's going to run all the way back again, as is the sort of thing that he would do. And uh, Thursday night, of course, it's uh, strictly Mick and Tony as we uh, get to grips with the wonderful wide world of sport. And um, that's the night we're going to talk about um, what happened at Villa Park yesterday and the disgusting scenes. I, I learned today that he was... He's got a child, he's got another child on the way, he's been a Birmingham season ticket holder for 20 years and he was there with his dad. Whatever, whatever possessed him to do that, I really, really do not know. We're absolutely struggling to get older, Damo. He's, uh, he's obviously busy, so um, let's try and see if we can find Paul Hyde. Um, see if Paul's going to... See if Paul wants to chat to us about what happened on... Friday night, an interesting game. If not, you just have to put it with mine and Tony's points of view because we both had a ride out to Collingham to watch it. So um, we'll talk about the Villa thing on Thursday night. Um, I think it's a subject to Tony's sports thoughts. So we've got um, he's got lots to um, lots to say on about it. Coming up later on tonight, hopefully we're not having a lot of looks to start with. Hopefully is Craig Roach, um, Rob Wardman. And of course, Paul Halfpenny, as we put the worlds of Flow Serve, New York Rugby Club, and New York Hockey Club to right. And we can't find Paul Hyde either. Ah, we have got Paul. That's the main thing. We seem to have got. Uh, we, we, we seem to have got Paul. Yeah, and uh, Paul, good evening. Now, Mick, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How's yourself? Well, well, what I mean. Yeah. Um, Hello? Yeah, I'm just thinking about how to put this, to be honest. Um, <laughs> you almost had two Newark Town teams to manage on Friday night. And what I want to know is how you went about your business. Because in the first half, um, I thought Newark Town was very physical. In fact, I think it was overly physical in the first half. Then they introduced Reece Stanley at half-time... Um, Damo obviously gave him a good talking to at half-time and calmed it all down. And for the next 44 minutes, we watched a football match. So you had to adjust from 
one type of football that he was playing against in the first half to a completely second type of football. I prefer the second one, to be honest, but your thoughts on it? Uh, I thought pretty much like yourself, thought it was over-physical. Um, I think the referee probably should have um, done a bit about something in the first half as soon as it got uh, underway, really. You know, he's, just, he's aware, into that it's a, a local derby and uh, it don't really ma- matter the rules are the rules on the field and uh, I thought it was physical, yeah. We've tried ringing Damo Parkinson, he's obviously not available tonight, um, but the look on his face at half-time as he w- walked, strode, marched towards the dressing room, yeah. um, I think he was very unhappy in about, um, with what he'd seen. I'm only surmising that, but the look on that face was, was thunderous. Um, and the way it changed in the second half, I'm going to give Damo all the credit because I think he changed it. And in the second half, Paul, until right at the end, you had a football match on your hands. Yeah, well, I said I said in our dressing room before, and I've never in the fact. I said, you know, don't take these to be an energy pushover, which we never were going to do. I mean, our lads said, well, they, they must have paid some money to get this side out tonight and all that. But it didn't really matter about that. It, it's. Uh, bragging rights as they call it well we don't live in Newark so it don't really matter to us we just want to win the game whatever game it is um, but I thought we could have been more than 2-0 um, up you know and it could have been insert coin and that's it game over but we didn't we didn't take our chances as much as we should do uh, yeah he's gone in in the second half and, and like I said also in the dressing room you know Damo knows the game he's played the game He's a good player and he's a good tactician. Uh, and we had a discussion about whether he would go one against one with us, you know. Uh, but he's watched us many, many times. Uh, he had a, he had a big bench uh, and a good squad there, you know, which we unfortunately didn't. We, well, we had a good enough squad to do what we wanted to do, uh, but we don't have like 24 players uh, on, in the ground at the same time. But yeah, it could have gone the other way. Um, we, we had to defend um, and it became very near for them getting equaliser so fair, fair play to him It has to be said Paul, ugly scenes at the end resulted in two players um, walking off before everybody else um, I, I thought the tackle from the Newark captain was uh, shall we say out of control um, I'm trying to be polite, it was, a na- it was a nasty tackle and it brought a reaction from one of your, your lads and in the end that's what everybody was talking about when they should have been talking about a cracking second half football yeah um, I mean it, it, it was not for anybody else but I think the referee had a lap, that that was part of the referee's uh, letting down I thought that it, it had got to that you know there, there were other things going off that was a particularly bad one although he, he didn't manage to hurt him very much um, and yeah it, it, it upset the apple cart a bit and it, like you say you should be saying game of two halves to be fair to him, um, I did think on the night, over the night, we were probably um, a little bit in front of him and should have had more goals. Yes, I think uh, I think you shaded it, but from what I saw in the second half, I mean, it, it, it's and I can't talk for Damo. Um, if um, he gambled in and he went four up, yes, um, you don't see that very often. Tony pointed that one out. You don't see that very often, do you? No. Um, it takes a lot of defending that. Well, that I'd, I'd only got two young lads on the bench. 
and they'd already nailed uh, Russian and um, Chris Self and George Asplin I don't know how he stood up you know but he did very well his shirt was uh, quite a, a thing to watch <laughs> interesting shape uh, yeah so yeah I thought we should have had, had more ge- uh, more goals and we were just a little bit better side Ah, Damo has tried calling back, so um, we'll try and we'll try and get Damo in a moment. Yeah. Um, so that's um, that, that that's good. Uh, I want one more quick one though, Paul. I want with you. Um, you went to Retford, did you, or Claycross, wherever it was? Did go, yeah. I was I was upset because I can't believe that we came away from uh, Claycross losing on on Saturday. They were atrocious. And you've seen the champions then, Retford. Uh, well, they've got a bit harder running rep for that. But uh, one of their players rang me late on Saturday night to see what I thought, and I think they will win it because I think Playcross is struggling uh, to get a side out. They've lost players. Lad broke his leg on on uh, Saturday as well. One of their players, so they're not doing very well. Uh, Retford are a very good outfit, well balanced and capable. Yeah. It's just if they can catch him. Yeah, I think they've got to lose probably one game. Have they played cross? I think. So, I think. So, I think. Uh, on paper, it looks like it is right. So we'll finish second or third. That's that's what we can do. You've got. You've, you've got to Saturday off this weekend. Then have I? Is it? Have I got it right? Is well, it this weekend? Well, hey. If you haven't got a Saturday off, I'll catch you in two weeks' time. If you haven't got a Saturday off, I'll catch you next yeah, week. We have got we have got a Saturday off. I thought you meant I'd be going somewhere else to look at somebody else. But yeah, we have got. A, we're midweek. We've got uh, oh, Thorn uh, the following week, and then we've got the you've got the cup match coming up. Lovely cup, yeah. All right. Paul, yeah. we'll probably catch you in a couple of weeks' time then. Plenty to go at. Yeah. Oh, all right, mate. Thank thank you. See you mate. Thanks, bye. Paul. Bye bye. And that was Paul Hyde. And uh, Damo has been in touch by the magic of social media. And uh, Tony is now being dispatched to um, to try and find Damo um, while I do this. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. with Mick and Tony. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport missed one of our shows don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk it looks like we've got demo that's uh, absolutely fantastic we have got demo demo on on line two demo good evening Good evening. Hello. I'm so pleased we've got you because um, obviously with Friday night, I wanted both managers to have to have their say. Shall we? Shall we put it? Um, yeah. The comments I met, I got a, for for yourself to make is by the look on your face as you strode towards the dressing room at half time. I assume we cannot repeat the words that were said behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't overly happy to be honest. Um, with a number of things, obviously, I said to lads initially, oh, "I need to take some of the blame." Um, to be honest, um, but there was a lot of new faces, so I tried to give it a bit, bit of time. Um, I didn't feel the lads give me enough. Um, 
the reason we've been winning games is because we've been working hard. Um, and I didn't think we worked hard enough. Do you um, think the occasion? Do you think the occasion got to win the first half? Because I've, I've, as I said to Paul, in my opinion, I thought you was over physical in the first half. In the second half, you played some wonderful football. Um, the lads were fired up. Don't don't get me wrong. The lads were really really fired up for the game. Um, but at the same time, as you say, it was we were physical. I think there was a lot that happened without going into it too much there was a lot that happened during the game probably stuff you saw um, but the referee was an absolute shambles uh, for both teams he completely lost control um, but we just didn't work hard enough from that top top and bottom of it didn't work hard enough I got the shape wrong um, had a complete nightmare um, adjusted that adjusted that to half time and I thought to be honest we were the best team in the second half by quite a long way we played some really really good football I thought the introduction of Reece Stanley was the turning point and that one or two had just cooled down a little bit and did what they was very good at and that's playing football and as you quite rightly say suddenly Collingham found themselves in the game yeah they did yeah we went 4-2-4 um, we, we went four up top um, to try and pin their full backs in because they were killing us down the sides um, so yeah we went 4-2-4 Reece Stanley because we were chasing the game um, put him on a, a left back instead of the two left footed lads and again one or two so what you know a bit of a strange decision um, but we weren't getting forward and we had tons of space because once we put the four up front and pinned him in he had the freedom of the left hand side um, can't finish it off Damo without um, talking about what happened right at the end and the tackle from your captain Um Everybody should have been talking about the football at the end of the second half and suddenly everybody went back to talking about something that wasn't very nice. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a great tackle, to be honest. Um, but at the same time, as I've gone over to see that lad, he's looked up, smiled at me and then carried on squealing. Um, so, And I think you saw quite a lot of that on the night, but it was a bad tackle. So I'm not, I'm not excusing the tackle at all. Um, it wasn't a good tackle and we, we've spoke for weeks he's got that in him um, he's fired up obviously not happy with the results um, not happy probably with the performance but he's got a bit of credit at the minute he's been our best player for the last five six weeks um, but yeah not ideal we should have been talking about should have been talking about us playing really 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 well in that second half yeah and uh, everybody's talking about what happened at the, at the end um thank you for joining us mate we've got to go because uh, time's moving on I've, i thought i'd missed you but uh, thank you for coming on both managers come on and both managers have said their piece and that's what this is all about um i for one enjoyed it i didn't particularly enjoy the first half too much but the second half i was riveted absolutely riveted and if you play like you played in the second half for the rest of this season and then move that on to next season you're going to be challenging mate it's as simple as that 100% I'd be absolutely devastated if we're not at the top next season so lots of work to do but we'll be there next season I think some more New York Town versus Collingham matches to look forward to <laughs> definitely <laughs> thanks mate cheers talk bye. to you next week thank you bye bye so very quickly Mr Smith you've heard what both managers said and I think both managers have probably got it about right yeah I would, I would say so I mean from my overview of the game was that probably Given the uh, second half, perhaps a two-all draw would have been a fair result. I think uh, Newark Town certainly deserved to get something out of it. 
Um, they didn't play 4-2-4 very well because they shaped up 3-3-4, which I've never seen before, <laughs> for most of the second half, and finished it for the last five or six minutes, 2-3-5, which is a formation that I've read about, but uh, not old enough to have actually seen. But, um, yeah, Collingham had uh, the, 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 the best of the first half. Paul summed it up very well. They should have scored more goals than they did. Uh, both managers summed it up. The referee was an absolute shambles. And, um, you know, it could have turned into a very, very tasty bloodbath. Still better than Lee Mason's performance at St James Park. But, you know, I mean, um, I think credit to both sets of players that it didn't get as nasty as it could have been because both sets of players in the second half, it was left to them to police it because by that time the referee had lost it. So well done to them for that. The next phone call we've got is Craig Roach and I've got another sending off I've got to diplomatically talk about. <laughs> An interesting Friday evening's football turned into a very interesting Saturday afternoon's football, and uh, this is where uh, we talked to the uh, Flosso manager, Craig Roach. Craig, good evening. Good evening, Mick. Um, I missed the first part of the match, because I, I, I was at the rugby club, and when I looked at the old Twitter feed, by five past three, it was already um, sort of 2-1. Two, two, the infamous Lowfields wind made it a very interesting afternoon um, for ball control. Shall, shall we be nice? Yes, it certainly did. It was very windy, um, very difficult conditions to uh, to play football in, for sure. But, um, like you say, it was a frantic start. I missed the first goal myself after uh, I was just walking out and I was setting up. I think it was 17 seconds. The, uh, so, yeah. 17 seconds, one up, two minutes, two, one down. That takes some doing. Yeah, I thought, oh my gosh, what's <coughs> going to happen today? After after that, four minutes in and we're... That's happened, but um, yeah, fortunately for us, from that point onwards, it, uh, it all went our way. I'm going to give Nathan Burrows some credit because to actually stay out there after that first five minutes, and, and I saw him struggle with with a couple of crosses that come in up to the twenty minute mark. But then he did seem to get a grip of it, and I've seen goalkeepers in that wind up there, and it just holds the ball. You go for what you think you're going for, yeah. and all of a sudden that ball's not there anymore. Yeah, I think it's difficult um, as, as a, a, a watcher from the side to, to judge how, how difficult it is on the pitch for the lads. I think, like I say, for the goalkeeper, it's difficult to judge for crosses, uh, anything in the air. The ball was just moving so randomly in the wind. And it was the same for the centre-backs with the headers. You know, we was, we was getting frustrated because uh, they weren't judging the headers properly. They weren't getting no distance on them. But, you know, it was just so hard for them to get set because it was just moving so much on the way into them. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it was always going to be difficult conditions and whoever dealt with them, the best on the day was going to be a bit of victor and, and we did in the end, we got grips of it, like you said. Now, you got the grip of it and uh, they lost the goalkeeper at um, half-time. It looked to me like he'd done his hamstring or something mm -hmm. and um, another lad took, took, took the shirt who quite plainly was not a goalkeeper um, mm -hmm. and it should have been fill your boots time and one of the most stupid sendings off I think I've seen for a long time with your La League's leading scorer um, getting into a tangle with the goalkeeper. Let's put it politely. I've been polite all night. Uh, getting in a tangle with the goalkeeper when there's absolutely no need to go anywhere near him. No, no. I don't think... Uh, if you ask me to explain it, I don't think there is an answer for that. It's just a moment of madness. It's reckless. You know, there's... There's no way of explaining it. It's, it. It was a ridiculous challenge, um, totally uncalled for, and you know he fully deserved to get the straight away, which which he did. Um, just fortunately, looking back, it it hasn't cost us. 
No, but it's going to it's going to cost it's going to cost him the next three match the next three league matches. Yeah, like I say, unfortunately for Sam, he's um, like I say, he's a top scorer, but unfortunately, you know, his um, his disciplinary record this season so far has been been poor, and we've we've lost him on numerous occasions, and um, you know, obviously we've got another three match ban weighing in now. So, which that's gone. on the face of it, it, it was you know annoying, but not a problem, and then the real heartbreak of the afternoon when the game was won um, Daryl Price in the form of his life at the moment um, runs through gets brought down it was a penalty it wasn't a nasty tackle but it was a penalty um, and I think it was the way that Daryl went down more than the tackle and he breaks his leg which is absolutely shocking yeah um, really really sad news um, you know, for us as a club and a team um, and obviously on a personal note for Daryl as well like, like you said, you know, Daryl's been in fantastic form uh, for a good six to eight weeks now since he's been back regular. Um, and I said to him yesterday, he's been, you know, recently he's been one of the first names on the team sheet and he's just been unplayable, not only when he's on the ball, but his, his work rate off the ball has been superb. And, and, you know, we're missing dearly now into the end of the season. Um, and all we can do is wish him wish him speed of recovery. We'll, you know, we'll support him as much as we can. While he's out as a club, um, wishing for a speedy recovery, and hopefully we said to him yesterday again, let's hope that we can get that promotion and we can offer him step five football next season because he certainly proved that he's good enough again, more than capable of stepping up another level and being a good player at, at step five. So yeah, it's, cool. it's yeah. absolutely sickening because we have actually seen the real Daryl Price. You know, I mean, we've all said about Daryl and commitment things like that in the past. But the real Daryl Price has shown us exactly what he can do, and he's doing it week in, week out. And yeah. he's totally unplayable when he's in this form. And to do it on a regular basis, and this happens to him, it's it's a kick in the teeth, Craig. It is a kick in the teeth. Uh, you know, it's a cruel, it's a cruel game when it comes to things like. I know really deserves that. But like I say, it's, it's especially sad when it happens to it. To a player that's uh, in such good form at the moment, you know, we'll, we'll miss him. We will, we will miss him. It's not, there's not many Daryl Prices you can go out there, pick the phone up to, and, uh, and replace him. So, no, really, no, you're I mean, right. I, from where I was standing, I thought it was a bad tackle. Um, I thought it was a really bad tackle. Just behind the goal, I thought it was a penalty, but I didn't, I didn't see. It. I, he twisted that. He twisted as he went down. I think that was the. Um, but I, you know, um, yeah. uh, cup semi-final tomorrow night. Um, Interesting choice of um, of team because you you obviously haven't got Daryl. Um, I'm assuming you've still got Sam because it won't start until the weekend. But some of the lads must surely be cup tied. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've got a few selection um, headaches tomorrow if you like. We'll see, we've, well, not headaches as such. We've got enough to pick from. Um, you know, we've got to get that balance right because we've got a strong squad. Um, unfortunately, Riley and Sean Woolley are both cup tied. Um, Obviously, Daryl's out injured now. Daryl wants to be available anyway. If he was, uh, you know, if he'd got through Saturday and he was fitting well, he'd have been working away. And um, obviously, he's off at the minute. Bless him. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll go. Work, you know, we're confident in the old squad. Um, let's say it's unfortunate for Daryl; he's going to miss out. But door opens for somebody else now. Give give all the players the opportunity to step up and, and, st- and state their claim. And there's lots of the lads who have been patient, uh, waiting for opportunities, and whether they come through others' misfortune or suspension. Or whatever, um, you know, we, we've got faith in in the, in the squad as a whole, and it's given opportunity for other lads. Well, it's Renner tomorrow night. The game is against Radford. It's a semi-final of the of, of, of the League Cup. It looks like it's going to be a cracker because it's uh, 
Radford are the holders of the competition and they were trying desperately to hang on to that trophy. Um, so, uh, and um, Flo say have owed them one from a certain fluky 1 0 win that they got at Lowfield. So, uh, Court take yeah. kick-off, Renner's ground, get yourselves down there, let's have a big new crowd, shouting, flow serve on. Yeah. Craig, the best of luck tomorrow night. Thank you. Okay, mate, thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. And while I try and get hold of Rob Wardman, Tony, your thoughts on young referees in big matches? Yeah, the um, East Midlands Counties League seem to put a young referee into step six football to see if he can cut it at that level and they always supply us with two experienced uh, officials on the touchline as uh, as is called these days assistant referees although me and Mick will forever call them linesmen um, if you've got an experienced guy in a step six game when it really really matters then you put the experienced guy in the middle to me for me because I've seen countless times this season at low fields and in away games young inexperienced referees get eaten alive by the hardy semi-professionals that play in step six football it's not a time to see whether they can cut it it's a time to have decent referees in the middle who've already cut it and we know we can rely on them the other side to that one and we'll talk about this on Thursday night a little bit more is how do you gain experience if you're not given the chance to have a go in the middle you can answer that one on Thursday night uh, because we're going straight to uh, yes thank you Tony <laughs> we're going straight to um, to Mr Rob Wardman and a change of shape and um, it's new at Rugby Club now for the next 10-15 minutes Rob good evening evening Mick evening folks um you told you told me last Monday night I was being mischievous when I gave you a scenario of what could happen. Right. Um, it did happen. Um, I've got I, a short memory, so we didn't <laughs> start tonight, Nick. I, I didn't see the whole of the match on, on Saturday. But, Diplomacy to its best, Rob. Um, to me, it looked like a team that had got to win a, fo- a football, as a team had got to win a rugby match to keep their league status against a team that was trying the best but it didn't matter at the end of the world if they didn't win right well um, it was a tough one for us um, obviously we've taken one or two injuries in the, in the past few weeks and uh, um, I, I think Matlock yeah as you said had, had more to play for it was a close game it was we lost twenty. We lost twenty nine twenty. We were in the game in the, in the second half. We were we were only down twenty two twenty into the last twenty minutes. Uh, it was in the play for. Perhaps Matlock had more to play for, uh, as you say. Um, but there were one or two you know, positive points. It was, a, it was a good try from Toby Taylor, um, substitute wing, who came came on in the second half and he scored a very good try to get us back in the game. Uh, and then Matlock um, edged the last ten twenty minutes. So. Uh, Disappointing because it's um, second league defeat on the bounce. We'd, we'd lost to Market Rays on the previous Saturday, um, so we need to we need to you know, find a bit of form and, and get things moving again. You've done this season in in chunks, haven't you? Yes, there's a three or four wins and three or four yeah, losses. No, we've not been consistent. We we obviously started very well in the you know, in the in the grand autumn. Um, Indian summer we, we, we won our first well, for four games on the bounce and we was top of the league at one stage if you remember yeah and then we had a dreadful October where we lost another you know, four on the four or five on the bounce um, 
came back in the autumn, got two or three more wins before Christmas, and then we had a very, you know, we had a very good January, much to the um, against the club sort of tradition that we're, we're always pretty slow starters in January. But when we come back from the holidays, but this season we we started with a bang, and and obviously by the end of January I, I was full of hope and beans, Mick, and um, in the last month you've been sort of um, proved right, perhaps. <laughs> I think, um, like like many clubs, Rob, if you get your first 15 or first 11 in football out, Newark can match probably anybody apart from Melbourne in that league. Yes, yeah, so, um, But you uh, haven't got the strength in depth. we played Melbourne in our next league game, yes, so thanks for that. Um, <laughs> and, and, they, and they beat Southwell 59-10 at the, at the weekend, and um, I'm now struggling to make a mathematical... Um, Equation to keep Southwell up. There, um, there's four games to play, maximum of 20 points. They're on 21, Matlock on 38. So, by my reckoning, you know, Matlock need three more points, and they've also won more games than Southwell as well. So, well, mathematically, New York aren't safe. Uh, only we need a we need a one we need two yeah. points. Yeah to stay above Southwell. I think Southwell's shot it, Rob. I think well, got not to. mathematically, no. so... OK, then. We'll, we'll, we'll stick well, with that. I, again, you, you've been proven right over the spring. Uh, I'm eating humble pie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Rob, can we... Um, I, I want to move on a bit, because I, I spent a wonderful couple of hours at um, the rugby club yesterday morning watching the youth, watching the youth the rugby, uh, all but from inside the clubhouse, because it was cold and, and <laughs> wet. Um, I've taught him well. Two... Two, two rugby traditions that I, I really did like, and I put on our social media pages, the under-14s captain gets his club tie on, white shirt, club tie, and presents the director of youth at Newark Rugby Club with the trophy. You know, this is the trophy that we win. I am now giving it to the club. A bit deja vu, because actually Dave Duddles presented it to him in another capacity seven days before but I thought that was nice and they had Yarnbury there from somewhere near Leeds a regular touring um, club and my young grandson Finlay is off to Scotland with the Whitley Bay Rockcliffe under 13s this coming weekend um, the tradition of the rugby tour especially for the youngsters those kids really really did look to be enjoying themselves no it's absolutely it's um these little things you know, there's touring tradition still in rugby but you know all the way through the age groups whether people are playing vets rugby girls rugby women's rugby men's rugby or, or mini and youth rugby and obviously over the years our mini and youth sections have, have travelled um, probably all over Europe uh, on, on tours I remember one year in the distant past I think we, we took over the year of foot and mouth in the early 2000s I think we took over 120 kids to Dublin uh, well, that was one trip organised. I don't know. Um, I forget who. I think it was Jeanette Ory and Andy Statham who organised it, and uh, I think they still talk about the tale. So no, it's, it's, it's always a great um, uh, trip, and uh, people, people look forward to it. Not just the kids. I'm, I'm quite sure you that uh, the parents do as well. Yes, uh, I know my daughter is off. Is off on 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 this tour, and they are, of course it's England and Scotland at the weekend, and uh, they're up in Scotland with their. I, I, I forget who, who, who the club that they're going to, but they're, they're all going to sit and uh, watch the game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what could go wrong there? Well, no, but, I think it's rugby. Um, 
it's, it's a great tradition and uh, you know, it, it's good to hear I wasn't there on Sunday I just hope Dave Doodles has dried out because we were all very wet at Derby the previous week when he, <laughs> he, he, he was presenting the, the, the trophies with his RFU hat on so <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased it happened Saturday uh, on Sunday morning um, it's, an, it's a nice little ceremony and uh, I know the under 14s we, we, you know, were thrilled at their success and it stands them in good stead for the you know, future seasons I, I just think it was just it was it was nice to see you know this is what we've won there you are um, we're now handing it over to the, to the club to look after yeah, well, for a year we've got two more youth groups obviously playing finals yes. um, first weekend in April the, the under 16s and the under 15s go to go to Scunthorpe uh, to, to play uh, that, their age group finals Warren Gatlin is relishing the possibility of winning a dream Grand Slam um, in his final Six Nations game in charge of Wales. To do that, they've got to beat Ireland. Um, so it's time for Rob to tell us if either one of those two are going to win the win the championship, or is England going to win it? Who's got a gimme because they're only playing Scotland? Um, my money is still on Wales to edge the Grand Slam. I think they might just about snaffle Ireland in Cardiff like they did England uh, although it was good to see Ireland playing much better yesterday against France who continue to uh, delight and despair in equal measure so uh, <laughs> haven't uh, they always done that yes they've always and this season has been even even, even yeah, greater even by their standards even by their standards <laughs> of eccentricity so uh, no, I thought Ireland played very well particularly in the first half they, they got the game by the throat as the coaches say and, and didn't let go so it was good to see Ireland back in form, but I think Wales might just have the edge in Cardiff. It, it, it will be a real, uh, it'd be a very. I keep saying this, but all game, it'd be a close game. I would expect Wales to just edge it, um, particularly if they can get Mr. Bigger on the park. Yeah. And finally, because we've got long memories here, can a Northern Hemisphere team win the World Cup? Win the World Cup. Mm. Um. I think we'll do very well to win the World Cup in Japan. I think that the um, I think the All Blacks are the favourites, although they haven't started playing again. I think it's all weighted in their favour. Uh, I think we would take a tremendous effort by a European club, a European team, to win in, to win uh, to win the first World Cup in Japan. I'd expect New Zealand and Australia to come through, but. Um, I could be totally and utterly wrong and have to eat more humble pie. Very rarely you are wrong, Mr. Well, and if we can, if we're just finishing now, obviously um, we were talking about injuries and um, one or two problems we're having. You know, we, we've had a tough old few weeks. People might not be surprised to learn tonight. We just, there's just a, a club announcement tonight that we were scheduled to play Paviors uh, in the first team in the Knotts Cup last next Saturday. Um, the club officials have decided today to, to scratch the first 15 from the competition there's a, there's a statement on the website explaining it um, it's disappointing but, but uh, you know, one of those decisions we, we took early uh, because of the high number of injuries we've got at present so the first team won't be in action this Saturday uh, we're hoping to get a second team to uh, Knott's Medics on Saturday and the first team will be back in action at, at Melbourne the league leaders a week on Saturday that's the up-to-date situation sad, from Calm sad, Road. Sad news to end on, but a, another a, another cracking weekend. Of, of it is, it, no, I've just been fair to people to let yeah, people uh, let, pe- let people know in let advance. Let people know that we, we've yeah. this decision. We have not sitting on it. We've told Pavies today, and um, 
Um, Everybody knows well in advance. Yeah, so the papers might not order so many bread rolls for burgers and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Rob, we'll talk to you um, But again. the will be open Saturday because it's, it's Super Saturday. And yes. The finale of the Six Nations, so everyone's welcome at, at Kellam Road. A, cr- a close rugby match in England thrashing Scotland. I think I'll go for Wales, a close win over, close win for Wales, and yes, I'm sorry, uh, England will crush Scotland, yes. Mr. Smith's face is an absolute picture. <laughs> this is where you need a webcam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rob, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Call of the night is always Mr. Paul Halfpenny, so we're going to be talking hockey. We'll start, Paul, by saying good, good evening. Good evening, Paul. Good evening. Um, ladies' ones, I saw a bit of it. Um, Enough to sort of form an opinion that at half time there was beating the high flying University of Nottingham 1 0 and those holding their own. I thought in the second half, the university girls upped their game probably a couple of gears and it was seemed to be one way traffic, Paul. Yeah, yeah, odd, odd game. Um, totally different to the game at their place. Um, yeah, we, we, we bust the first half quite easily. Uh, we were good for a 1 0 lead. Could have been a few more. We missed a few chances, but um, happily we did score from a penalty corner, which was good. Um, <laughs> I don't think the dare do any other. <laughs> well, we did work on it on uh, Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and second half, I, I agree. I, I, I did. I do think that the the students upped their game, but I think we dropped off the pace. I, 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 we didn't look anything like the team of the first half. Pretty same as the game at their place, although they really railroaded us at their place. But not on Saturday. But we, we just weren't quite in it. We, we, we threatened. We could have pulled a goal back. But as for getting out anything out of the game, second half, I think it was uh, a little bit too much for us. But again, I think the, the, the girls have proved that. So far this season, having not yet played um, Loughborough Town and Repton, there's nobody else in that league that we should be scared of for next season. So it's been a very promising uh, second half of the season for me. Some really, really good performances from the girls. The the twos, um, interestingly, I mean, they've got runners-up spot. I say it's there for the taking, but it's not quite that simple, is it? No, no, it's not, no. They, they, they did what they needed to do on Saturday by beating Bridgie, but it, we were hoping for a few more goals, but it didn't happen. Um, they, so they should, we, we expected them to beat Bridgeford. We do expect them to beat players who are down there and obviously do the third eleven a favour by keeping them down there. But it's Saturday's game. Saturday's game is the big one. If they don't get anything out of the game against the league leaders Nottingham Uni then Beeston are going to pinch it that's the problem they, they need to get at least a point on Saturday to hopefully secure promotion well four points from two matches and they've got runners up spot and, and, and promotion haven't they that's right, um, that's it, right. It, it really is as, as simple as that but um, it's that damned university it keeps coming back to I, I love your statement <laughs> it's as simple as that <laughs> Um, um, yeah, they, yeah. They've, they've won 13 and drawn one and played 14 games. Well, I think you said at the start of the season, and, and this is a, a you know, a, <coughs> I mean, may, 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 maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong that universities should say, right, you are attending our university, you are going to play your sport for us. 
Nottingham University have done that and all you've got to do is look at their hockey teams and every single one of them is sitting somewhere near the top of the table. Absolutely, and I'm sure if I was uh, head of hockey over at the university, I would want the same because I'm a selfish sod. But, you know, that, that that's me and that's, that's um, uh, Matt Taylor. So it's, um, he's, he's doing a great job. He's doing mm-hmm. a, an, an amazing job over at the uni and they're going all guns blazing. It's, it's really good to see. So um, let's just hope the university girls have taken their foot off the pedal knowing it's already sort of won and um, our girls can um, one big final push well here's something for you mate. courtesy of um, Radio Newark why don't you take, the, take them out Friday night I'd love to but I'm pointing <laughs> towards Newcastle <laughs> <laughs> I think if I took that lot out they'd murder me <laughs> well, it's all right, provided you get them drunk, so they're all hung over for the next day. To- Tony and I have, have been to a um, hockey club girls' end-of-season party. We've been to two of them, and both of them we sat in the corner, keeping well out of the way. Uh, cowering in the corner. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the Freeze, of course, have also got the university to play as they try to avoid relegation. Yeah, that's the only game left. Yes. Um, so... You know, they're not going to... As optimistic as I normally am, no. they're not going to get anything out of that game. And it's going to be... It's going to have to be damaged limitation just in case Nottingham players manage to get a draw against West Bridgeford. Or even... I mean, if they beat West Bridgeford, then the ladies three sadly are down. Mm. But if, if West Bridgeford can turn players over, then, then hopefully that'll be it then because I can't see nothing players getting any points from anywhere else so um, yeah it's, it's all about everybody else really the success story of course um, of 2019 is the men's first team oh absolutely and uh, I was around on um, Saturday and I watched quite a lot of hockey on Saturday including the men's threes and the main men's ones and the story behind, or the big story behind all this is when they played the uni the other week, I didn't know that they were beating the university with a minute to go. And one of the backs actually played the ball, trying instead of keeping ball and um, a bit of match management in there, a uh, bit of game management, sorry, that, then he passed it straight to their centre forward who promptly equalised. So Newark could have actually taken points off of the university um, a few weeks ago so when you look against their opponents Derby who they played on Saturday who was second in the league and going great guns Newark actually battered them they led twice and let them come back into it twice but they they were I would probably say it was 60-40 in Newark's favour and they are looking so good um, if I was a serious betting man I would certainly put a shilling on uh, on Newark to actually win that league next year because th- there is nobody, nobody in that league that they ought to be scared of. They had a phenomenal game, and I think my old club Mansfield, who I watched play against R twos, I think they're going to struggle. They got battered eight nil by West Bridgeford, who are in fourth place. So I don't know quite what's going on there. And, and of course, Newark have got Mansfield um, next week, I think, and Mansfield twos this week. So that that should be three points and um, hot off the press. Um, Sally is going to be coaching the men this week, both on on Tuesday night and on Saturday. So um, I don't think they dare do anything other. Than I was going to say, if I if I was them, I'd start worrying now. <laughs> <laughs> they better get that one right. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Just very quickly, um, I I need to mention the threes because the threes also had a great game. They played against the team who were top of the table and actually gave them a run for the money. The the scoreline was 4-2 and the scoreline doesn't really reflect the way the game went. We didn't take the chances. You know, a lot of inexperience in that threes team and we, we played really, really well. Um, I am really, really itching to get my boots back on and get my sticky out and play again. I really am. They, they, they look so good at the moment. You remember them hamstrings? Pardon? You remember them hamstrings? Oh, it's not my hamstrings that's the problem. <laughs> we play a good tune on those. But, um, yeah, looking looking forward to uh, to getting back. Maybe at the end of this season, but certainly looking forward to next season and uh, having a run around for, with these guys again because they're, they're developing a fantastic team spirit and, and looking good. They're looking good against any opposition at the moment. So that that's very very promising. Paul, we look forward um, to your um, reappearance on the pitch. But before then, we look forward to next Monday night's report about uh, how they did got. Um, against the university <laughs> those pesky students keep coming back to haunt us <laughs> I'll bid you good night then I'll catch you next week Paul bye bye thank you bye bye those pesky students Tony um, got away with it but for those pesky students those pesky students um, we've sort of gone um, around the houses we've talked to everybody it was a question of being a little bit diplomatic but I thought um, Mr Hyde, Damo and Craig come out and basically said it how I, it was. I thought the three of them spoke very honestly because um, you know I mean we, we, we couldn't uh, do a, a credible sports show without mentioning the uh, the dark side that was uh, prevalent at the weekend because uh, you know there was some, uh, some some things you'd rather not see going on out there but um I thought the manager was very honest and, and fronted up about it. Well, one thing's going to be easy on Thursday night when we do the hero and zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, There's yeah. two candidates for zero before we start. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's just... Um, I honestly thought after four minutes on Saturday at Floorsurf that it was going to be one of those games. Every time I put my head down, something happened. Every time I put my head down to write in my notebook, something else happened. It might have been one of those games if Clifton was any good, but there wasn't, so it was never any danger. Clifton looked every inch a team that were fourth off the bottom. Um, we're going to have a long chat on Thursday night, or a long, longer chat on Thursday night about the events of the weekend and Friday night in Scotland and two on Sunday when people, you know, cross the light line. I mean, in my world, banter is one thing you do not. Full stop cross the line you don't end of conversation um and now it's happened three times you can guarantee the idiots are lining up um but we're gonna have a longer chat on that one on Thursday night but what's gone under the radar is of course uh, Zidane is back at Madrid Zidane is back at Madrid uh Eden Hazard will be on his way to Real Madrid come the summer and the good news for Manchester United fans is uh, going the other way will be Gareth Bale to Old Trafford Remember where you heard it first. Okay. Well, you it's... Yeah. Not much of a genius to work it out, really, is it? You've not got much of a genius sat opposite you. <laughs> Harry Kane to Madrid? Nah. That's Why? it. I... He's got to... Sooner or later, if he's any good, he's got to play for a big club. 
the one fella that I feel quite sorry about... And he ain't going to win anything at Tottenham, probably apart from the League Cup. No, but the one fella I, quite, I feel quite sorry about in all of this uh, musical managerial chairs is Pochettino. Who thought he was going to Madrid. Mm. Or mm. Manchester United, and now he's stuck with Tottenham. Yeah. So Harry Kane will stop with him, and they'll try very, very best to do what they can uh, oh, for the next couple of years and then Pochettino will be on his way and then Harry Kane will depart but it'll, it'll give Tottenham a couple of years because he's one of their own right no show tomorrow night because we're off to uh, to Renov to have a look at Flowserve and uh, I think Flowserve have got to up the game over from what I've seen for the last few weeks um, I really don't think they've been playing anywhere near it was what they're capable of now for probably about five weeks it was a very, very close game at Radford in the away league match at, uh, at Selhurst Street. And we came out of it with a 1-0 win, which was a very, very hard three points. Then Radford came to our place and did a job on us. Got the goal and just held out. The goalkeeper is probably still not slept because he's still reliving every second that he had that day, which was an unbelievable goalkeeping day. But, um, you know, we had one of those, um, in the words of uh, Dave Bassett, couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo, and uh, basically, hopefully it'll be so much different tomorrow night. Well, in the words of Mick Bradley, Mr Agar, you owe the supporters and your colleagues a couple of goals tomorrow night. Um, let's just see what happens. Lots of semi-finals coming up, lots of finals coming up. I'll tell you all about them on Thursday night. So we're not here tomorrow night. Stuart Preston is. We're back on Wednesday when we're going to be talking to Adam Holland and Nina Bradley. We'll look forward to that one. Until then, what are you shaking your head at? Poor old Nina. Poor old Nina, yeah. But she's coming on to talk all about it. I'll let Nina tell you all about it on Wednesday. <laughs> we love local.